Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The Action Network Podcast. Welcome in to the Action Network podcast. Great to be joining you for a special two-part episode. Your host today, Brendan Glasheen. We'll get to our guest in just a moment. Gambling on the news, a two-part episode here on the Action Network podcast. Part one, what are predictive markets? The nuts and bolts on how to invest in the world of news. And that requires a lot of breakdown. So let's not waste any time. And, and just to kind of give folks an understanding here, because maybe you're a better that's focused on just sports, but most betters, they've got interests beyond just that world, right? So for those interested in wagering on political outcomes and world events, you might have an interest. Predictive markets are an avenue to do so. Today's guest on the Action Network podcast, Alex Keendog Keeney. He is the founder of Star Spangled Gamblers, host of their popular podcast, which has become the leading source of information about political prediction markets. Prior to founding SSG, Alex was a screenwriter in Hollywood, a policy advisor in the U.S. House of Representatives, and a marketing executive for Jordan Belfort, better known as the real wolf of Wall Street. Alex, thanks so much for making the time. It's a special two-parter, so we've got a lot to get to. Um I guess to, just before we really get going here and start breaking apart the how when it comes to investing in predictive markets, what would you pitch to a, a better that might be in a, the sports space coming over here? What's what's the uh, what's the attention grabber, as they like to say to us when we wrote those papers in high school? Well, I, I mean, is the idea of betting on politics not an attention grabber out of the box? Like, I've got your attention right now, don't I? You sure do. But I mean, let's talk money. Money talks, right? You're betting on the news. So mm -hmm. the information's out there. A lot of times you can find the answers in advance and you can get in and out. It's a market, right? It's like a stock market. So you can come and go on your schedule. You know, you don't have to be right. You can just wait for the market to move your way, take your money, leave, come back in when you want. It's, it's the managing risk is quite easy, I would say. So as far as the, again, using kind of sports as a jumping off point, how are these markets different from betting on a game at a sports book? First of all, betting on a game in a sports book is really hard. Second of all, betting on a game in a sports book, once my bookie has my money, that's it. I better hope that I win, right? Whereas mm -hmm. when I'm betting on politics, which I do, you know, every day of my life, uh, I am again, I'm betting into a stock market. 
I see a news story that I think maybe will cause the market to panic. I may or may not even be right, but if I'm right that other traders are going to panic and that the stock market is going to push the price one way or the other, I can take my money out for a nice win whenever I want. And I don't have to wait to find out if I want. I don't have to carry that risk the entire time. Uh, I can leave once I have a profit. So for example, so just to kind of start breaking this apart, you use exchanges in this market, not sports books. Can you talk to us about what exactly an exchange is and how does that specifically function? Okay, so why don't we talk about the, the biggest exchange first? Um, are you familiar with Predicted? Have you ever heard of it? No, I'm new to this just as much as uh, anyone else listening might be. Okay, awesome. You are here for the audience. That is the best kind of host there is. Um, <laughs> Predicted is the, the largest political gambling exchange in the United States. They operate with a waiver from the federal government that lets them offer lines. It's boring, blah, blah, blah. The thing that you just need to know is, is that it's legal and it's safe. So from a veteran's perspective, you don't have to worry about their take, them taking their money offshore. You don't have to worry about the government cracking down on them at this stage in their existence. So that is the biggest exchange. And right now, take, for example, everyone likes talking about Donald Trump, right? You put Donald Trump's name in a headline, you're going to get some eyeballs. So Donald Trump has been in a really bad news cycle lately, you know, these January 6 hearings. At the same time, uh, Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, you know, big mouth, big, tall, brawny guy, gets a lot of attention too, has been in a great news cycle. You know, people have been eating up him sort of picking a fight with Mickey Mouse and Disneyland down in Florida. So if you go and look at the exchange, predict it, and the batting line, who will be the Republican nominee in 2024? Okay, well, what do you see? You see Donald Trump's share price has gone from about 40 cents to about 30 cents. And in this exchange, it's sort of like um, uh, the, the, every share can be worth a dollar or it can be worth zero cents or anything in between. So Donald Trump's shares have fallen from about 40 cents to 30 cents. That's a big loss in a short period of time. Whereas Ron DeSantis, who has been in this kind of great news cycle while Trump has been floundering, has gone from about 30 to about 45. So that's just paying attention to the news, putting a couple bucks into the market. And now if you're up, you can take it out and go spend it somewhere else. So that's, that is the exchangey nature of political gambling. Okay. What, what are some examples of markets you can trade in? Oh, boy. Well, one of my favorites right now is just betting on whether or not daylight savings time will be. <laughs> that's not made up. That's not made up. It's one of those things I'm like, oh, I didn't think you could do that. I didn't know that was possible. But here we are. I mean, these companies need to make a profit. So, you know, when they hear something crazy come out of a politician's mouth or, you know, some segment that you see on Good Morning America that you think is just total fluff, there's probably a betting line for it. So, you know, COVID cases, that seems kind of dark, but something you can bet on. Uh, who's going to win elections, be the next president? The congressional stock trading ban. I don't know if you hear that story every now and then on Twitter. You know, I'm betting on Congress not enacting a stock trading ban. Really just election, I say elections, laws, court cases, you can probably bet on it. So again, using the, the sports gambler as the example of who we might be attracting in terms of an, right. an audience, as far as other nuts and bolts, like, for example, there are no pushes when it comes to betting in politics. You have a winner, you have a loser. If you take a total of nine runs in a baseball game and the final yeah. score is 6-3, I mean, you push. But yeah. what, are, what are some of those other technical things that are key differences? It's really important, even more so than in sports, you are betting against fellow bettors in the marketplace. It's a zero-sum game, okay? You take the action at 20 cents, you, you know, you bet, you take the 30-cent bet that Donald Trump is going to be the Republican nominee. Someone is on the other side taking a 70-cent bet uh, that he will not be. 
So you can play the game and say, well, I'm going to be right. You know, I'm, you know, an election is a game and I'm going to pick the winner of the game based on the conditions on the field and this, that, or the other thing, or you can play fellow traders. You can sort of understand how people will react to the news, how the Karen down the street with all the cats is going to feel, you know, when the Supreme court does this thing or how your crazy uncle who buys like the camouflaged cans of Natty light, you know, how he will interpret news and, you can bet against them in the marketplace. Now okay. there's, you know, step, 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 step to that. So, you know, you can bet on the event or you can bet against crazy people and both are very lucrative strategies. Give us an example uh, of a market. Say you got a hundred bucks, your unit size is a hundred bucks and you're, you're looking to make a, make a bet here. Give us a market as an example. All right. So what did betters do last week? Betters went and they bought down the price of the Republicans holding the Senate. They thought, well, Karen down the street is really going to come out for Democrats. The Republicans are going to have a harder time retaking the Senate. So they went and they took their hundred bucks and they bought 35 cent shares that the Democrats would control the Senate. Okay. So because of that, the price of Republicans went down a little and the price of Democrats went up a little. So now that the odds of a Democrat holding the Senate is up about three cents. So if you had $100 and just two days ago, you went and bet on the Democrats retaking the Senate, you'd have $103 right now. The point is, is that my $100 or my 100 shares, if I put them on the Democrats and waited for them to win the Senate in November, if that happened, would regime at full value. Every single one of those shares would be worth $1. If they lost, those shares would go down to zero. And in the time being, based on news stories, they might go up a dime, down a nickel. Any one of 100 things can happen as that chart sort of swings back and forth on the news. How does the market adjust or not adjust to the level of news? Like what makes them think, okay, this bit of news is a bigger deal than others? Because as, as we know, that can be very subjective. Well, I mean, having a good feel for what matters and what doesn't is really what makes you a profitable better. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the market will almost always overreact to the news. Sometimes, you know, in Arizona, for example, the, yeah. the markets have been pricing in a Donald Trump endorsement of Blake Masters for weeks. So in a sense, the market overreacted to news that hadn't even happened. So your skill as a better really has a lot to do with your ability to anticipate the next story that's going to drop. And if you're right about the next story that's going to drop, maybe your 100 shares go up 10 cents in value and you've got an extra 10 bucks in your pocket. Maybe your 5,000 shares go up 10 cents and now you've got, you know, an extra 50, 100, 500. You see how this kind of goes quickly uh, yeah. if you trade with a lot of volume. Good stuff. Again, if just tuning in, uh, you are tuned into the Gambling on the News. Part one, it's a two-part podcast. Alex Keeney is our guest, the founder of Star Spangled Gamblers, host of their popular podcast, uh, great to have you again. We're going to have a second part of the pod as well. We'll have a pragmatic breakdown of strategies around how to profit in the world of political investing and trading, plus some tips and picks for markets currently being offered. So more of the actual actionable stuff will be coming up in part two. So Alex, in sports betting, the market consists of a lot of participants. You have sharps, you your squares. Most individual bets come from just recreational folks. Then you got a smaller number of larger bets coming in from the sharper professional bettors. Sportsbooks can calculate liability based on money coming in on either side of a bet. They can also use the size. So you've got the money and you've got the percentage of the bets. So the size of the individual bets to judge which sides and prices are attracting the, the sharper action. So when it comes to the political betting exchanges, what does the market consist of? 
I might get canceled by political betters if I tell you the truth. Your average oh. political gambler, he's like a very competitive beta male. You know, he wasn't that good at dodgeball in middle school. He maybe sat on the bench in high school if he even made the team at all. But he's a really smart guy. Uh, he's got something to prove. And more than likely, he doesn't even work in politics. He just reads the news in the morning and is clever about how to use that to his advantage to make some money. There's a few crowds you need to know about. First of all, you need to know about the MAGA money. MAGA money is a very important industry term you need to know about. People will do anything to bet on Donald Trump. They will, in fact, bet that he is still the president of the United States in 2022. They are still making that bet. You can still take the other side of that bet, that Donald Trump is not, in fact, the president of the United States. Shocking as it may sound. So that's, that's your first group of squares. Your second group of squares are literally called the Biden squares, okay? They're the people who bet during the last election that uh, Biden would win. They got very favorable odds to do it because who? The MAGA money kept betting on Trump and pushing those odds down. So there's the Biden squares out there who just keep pissing away their winnings kind of one bet at a time because they don't really understand politics, but they got you know that dose of hopium uh, winning big in 2020. And then there's the Bernie bros. The Bernie bros are like the MAGA money. They will bet on Bernie Sanders or a Bernie Sanders endorsed candidate to win any election, no matter how long the odds are. And you can almost always make money just by betting against the Bernie bros. So those are sort of your, your three groups of squares. And, uh, you know, the Sharps are who they are. They mostly write podcasts, blog on Star Spangled Gamblers. You have access to their insights through us, if I don't mind saying so myself. But those are your tribes. Based on what you just said, you get the feeling that there are just, uh, unlike sports, far fewer restrictions for insiders to uh, participate. And then a lot of this comes down to head versus heart. Right, right. I'm sure the home team bias comes through and, mm. uh, in a sports book, too. But, uh, you know, people have a hard, diff- hard time resisting it. You know, everyone thinks they know everything about politics. You've been at a bad Thanksgiving dinner. Everyone thinks they know everything. Use that against them. Let's assume most of the audience, they are not political insiders or government employees. Uh, can, can they avoid becoming chum in the waters? Honestly, where do the worst political predictions come from? Like, was it not the Secretary of the Treasury and the Federal Reserve who said, like, inflation was fake news and made up? You know, was it not the CIA that said uh, there were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq? You know, being someone who can win political office or be like a lackey for a politician carrying their bags around, that is not the same skill as just reading the news. That's all you really need to do. Just reading the news, seeing the holes and the bullshit and figuring out where to park your money to, you know, be the beneficiary of, um, you know, our leadership class's idiocy. Uh, That's a cynical way of saying it, but um, anyone can do it. It's all public information. So I guess what you're driving at, Alex, is it, it pays to not be party affiliated. Yeah. And if you are like, you just got to understand that about yourself. The people who have their eyes open, the people who are willing to digest the information that might kind of like stab them in the gut of their, you know, bias or party affiliation or whatever you want to call it. Like those are the people who are going to win. The people who are just there to um, like hit the partisan crack pipe, they're going to be gone. You're going to take their money. They'll be off the sites within a couple of weeks. Their money will be yours in a very short period of time if they're not willing to see it both ways and just push the bullshit out of their minds. So outside of like, because as we've highlighted, you know, headlines are, are a big part of things, as you kind of mapped out earlier in this episode. In a lot of in a lot of cases, like, you know, we're in the we're in the month of we're in the month of June. So in hockey season just ended. So a lot of folks are betting baseball and baseball is one of those sports now in the, in the sports world where you've got to be you've got to be you got to be on top of it like every day. What would be the attraction of an exchange to a regular everyday better? 
you know, there's themes in politics and therefore there's themes in betting on politics. So you can kind of get in sync and get in the flow of certain types of markets. There are guys who bet on Joe Biden's polling numbers and they've been betting on president's polling numbers for years and years and years. You can get in the flow and you can keep making sort of the same bet, but slightly different over time. So you don't have to master all of American politics. You just got to figure out like one politician or one type of event, maybe elections in your home state. Maybe there's a class of markets called mention markets when Joe Biden gives the state of the union or something, you can bet on what he will say and what he won't say. You know, watch an hour of YouTube videos. Guess what? You're going to have a pretty good idea of what Joe Biden wants to talk about. There are sort of recurring themes that you can master one at a time instead of having to be like a fish in a bunch of ponds that are disconnected all at once. Wow. That's like the equivalent of like a trend. You know, if you're, if you're big into trends, when you bet on sports, a trendy move might be going on YouTube and finding some old speeches. That's, that's, that's next level. Yeah. Or there are a lot of a great bet to make over and over right now is betting that Democratic run cities where people are like really tired of homelessness and crime and stuff like that will throw out their leadership. Like that will piss people off that I just said that out loud. But this is the (laughs) land of pissing people off to make money. And that is a bet that is paid over and over again in San Francisco, in Virginia. I'm betting on the mayor of San Jose for the same reason, uh, you know, to have a surprise upset there. What there are trends bet the trends, you know, know the trends and bet them. We'll have a second part to this podcast, betting the news, uh, more in-depth discussion on strategy for success. Part one rolls on. We kind of touched on this when we were talking about, you know, sharps for squares and how the money comes in. Um, is there a concern about bigger money compromising the integrity of these markets? Are, are, there, are there limits? Is there a concern level ever? Well, I mean, the government's concerned and there are limits because of that. So the two big onshore books, okay? Uh, they might object to being called books. Uh, two big onshore books. Predicted. What, has, what would they want to be called? Well, the second one that I'm going to talk about claims to own like a unique asset class, you know, like derivatives or futures or something like that. So we could quibble about what that means. But predicted is capped at $850 a bet. Now the markets are structured so that you can make multiple bets within the market. We can talk about that some other time. The second legal onshore book is called Kalshi. Um, Kalshi has a more permissive regulatory structure and clears up to $25,000 of action uh, per line. Kalshi, it's like a, it's spelled like the Whole Foods cereal, but they've got like 30 or $100 million or some astronomical amount of Silicon Valley funny money in their pocket. Bloomberg's always writing about them. Um, you know, they're real, even if their name makes you say what? And then there are various offshore books, uh, blockchain books that, as you might suspect, have basically no rules at all. So a lot of what we've discussed on part one of betting on the news is reactionary, meaning, okay, here's a headline. How am I using you as an example, Alex Keeney, going to react to it from a non, uh, not using your heart, but using your head, but bigger picture. Another question uh, we have for you is, do you see the markets having an impact on the future of news? Like how the news ends up being delivered, uh, positively or negatively? Well, I think it already is. Um, And and you certainly saw this in sports, like, you know, 10 years ago, it was like really weird to hear someone talking about betting lines on ESPN. And now it's sort of part of the package. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, polls failed so magnificently in 2016 and 2020 that this is now something you see commentators refer to. 
uh, at least online and sometimes on TV too. So uh, betting markets already exist as a different way of analyzing politics. And I think that that will only increase as time goes on. Uh, and it's certainly the success we're finding at Star Spangled Gamblers. Just a, a sports example I just thought of off the top of my head. We just saw the NBA draft happen and yeah. the unbelievable swings on who was going to go number one in the draft, Jabari Smith or Paolo Bancaro of Duke. It was Bancaro, but Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN is, is the go-to NBA guy reporting. And for, for much of the day, just the way the, the market fluctuated because of that reporting, it makes you wonder though, where, where his, his information is coming from. So I just, if you could just dive a little deeper into how that path of like, how is the path of the news making its way to the surface? So, I mean, are you basically asking me like, who are the people who make markets? Like when, when this person tweets or that newsletter hits? Yeah. Or, I mean, cause yeah. I think, I think a lot of people that do bet on sports are, are active on, on social media to get news. That's a big part of it for the, the casual sports better that might be interested in this uh, in predictive markets. Well, maybe they're like, hey, how can I do what I'm normally doing in my normal routine to bet sports to keep that same routine and maybe apply it to this? First of all, Star Spangled Gamblers is the cheat code. We sort of synthesize all this information go. for everyone else. But secondly, everyone who bets on politics wakes up in the morning and they read Punchbowl News, which is curated by some old Politico beat reporters. Um, Jake Sherman's kind of like the queen bee over there. Follow him on Twitter as well. Anytime Jake Sherman tweets, markets move. Politico playbook isn't what it used to be, but that's another newsletter that basically everyone who trades reads. Axios breaks a lot of stories. Chad Pergram over at Fox. I could keep listing names. The point is, is that like once you get into the tent, uh, it's very easy to, to get to level one. You know, level one is knowing is, is exactly the questions you're asking. And of course, at Star Spangled Gamblers, we help our listeners get there. That's what we do. Excellent. Great stuff. We are not done with Alex Keeney, folks, on the Action Network podcast. Part two of Betting on the News, we get into strategy for success. We'll break down strategy around how to profit in the world of political investing and trading. Plus, Alex will provide some tips and picks for markets that are currently being offered. So, yeah, the stuff that you can get some action on now. Good stuff here in part one for Alex Keeney, Brendan Glasheen. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to hop on over and check out part two when this one's over. And again, thanks for tuning in as always to the Action Network Podcast. Podcast.